and welcome back to MHV's Off the Trail. Today I'm joined by Jennifer Tempasis from Jennifer Lynn Interiors, a Hudson Valley-based interior design firm. Jennifer is the president and principal designer there. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, how are you? I'm so glad um, that you invited me on. Excellent. We're happy to have you here because we are going to be talking about how to stage your home if you are in the process of selling your home. And right now in the Hudson Valley, real estate is really, really hot. Um, and I think that this will help a lot of people who are interested in selling their home really kind of prepare their home to look its best. Yes, and that's, that's what I'm hoping to be able to help everybody with today. Excellent. So why don't we start at the very beginning? What is staging and why is staging your home important? Okay, so um, first I really like to just differentiate and also show how staging and interior design work together, but yet are, are very different in the realm. So um, understanding that will help to understand why, what you might see at an interior designer's website or Instagram is some, some of those things just should not be done for staging. And that's why I wanna point out those differences. In interior design, um, we work with clients to personalize the home, to make it their own. Right. When we're talking about staging, it is the opposite. We, we are really taking out that clutter. We are depersonalizing that space so that when the homeowner, I mean, I'm sorry, when the buyer walks mm -hmm. in, they can start to envision themselves within that space. So that's a really huge distinction okay. um, that sometimes gets grayed when people are trying to put their home up on the market and they're like, oh, let me get some ideas. I'll go to Instagram and the, and that's where the mistakes come in. Um, as a stager, you do use the design and conceptual techniques of an interior designer, but we are removing objects. And like I stated, that we really want that buyer to walk through and say, oh, I can see my sofa over here because there isn't so much going on. They can really start to feel themselves within that home. And you want to emphasize the strengths of the home and really start to minimize the weaknesses. Um, and this is really the best way to move forward in order to be um, profitable and have it sell quickly. Okay. So you just mentioned, you know, that you're removing objects. Do I, if I'm staging my home for sale, do I have to get rid of all my stuff? So there, there's a bunch of key things that you need to remember when you are getting ready to stage your home. Mm -hmm. um, natural light is key. So you really want to look at your home and say, do I have a lot of natural light in here? And if I don't, how can I bring that in? A perfect example is removing heavy drapery, taking it mm -hmm. off, putting something softer, whether it be just a sheer um, or just a, a blind that you can raise up to let that natural light in. Um, Simple steps is like rearranging the furniture mm -hmm. and um, making it more inviting. Like, so when people walk into their home, they're going to feel like, oh, I can sit down and have a cup of coffee here. You right. want to create that inviting feeling. Mm -hmm. But um, there are a whole bunch of steps that are really key to staging your home inside and outside. Okay, so start with bringing in that natural light and rearranging the furniture, what, you know, what are some of the other steps, some basic steps to help people get started on how to do that? Okay, perfect. So I, I have about 12 things that I like to talk about. And there's, you know, when I get into a home and I'm looking through a home with, with somebody, you know, other things will pop up. But 12 strong ones that you really need to consider is first outside. Like when the buyer comes up your driveway, you need to have some kind of curb appeal. So power wash your house. 
a simple step that you can make. Right. It's not, you're not replacing siding, just wash it. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your house numbers are really easy to see and read. Um, mm-hmm. You can easily replace those. Keep your grass mowed. Um, that's just a quick manicuring thing and adding some nice plants to the front of the house. Or if you have a porch, make sure that you repaint it or restain it. So it looks fresh. That is instant curb appeal when someone pulls up. Mm -hmm. Um, An obvious one is keeping your house clean at all times. And and here's the, like the catch-all. It's like you want it clean, but you also want it to feel lived in. So when that buyer walks in, they feel comfortable. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Lived in, have a toaster on the counter so that people like can see that, oh, this is where I could place that. Or have mm-hmm. a coffee pot on the counter, but all the other clutter needs to be put away. So right. you, you want it to feel like, oh, I can live here. I can, I can do my normal things, but they don't want to see your mail and they do not want to see, um, you know, a all of your like a huge bowl with tomatoes and avocado and like things just spilling over. They don't want to see that. Right. They still want to like be able to envision it the way that they want to live in it. So that's that's like that catch twenty two right there. Um, also, when you're you have to declutter. You have to go room by room, and you have to say to yourself, okay, how can I take out my story here so that they can put their story? Is that mm easiest way to think of it. So you want to remove your personal photos. You want to remove your knickknacks from traveling or that just make you smile or happy because it might not make someone else smile or happy. Um, like you want to think minimal, like you, you have right. minimal decor, taking out your personal stuff so that they can envision their personal things in there. Um, when you walk into the dining room, it can get really overwhelming just to see a large table and chairs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but An easy way to make it feel inviting is to take uh, a row of vases, decorate the top of that tabletop with, you know, different scaled vases um, right along the top of it. Sometimes if you do a huge bouquet of flowers and everything, that can kind of feel really formal and cold and not everybody. And I find as an interior designer, as I'm going through homes with clients too, that they're more like, I want something casual or a casual elegance. So you want to kind of use that idea in there. So going a big, huge, formal flower arrangement is really not the way to go anymore. Um, Look at your floors. Oh, this one is key. (laughs) Carpet. If you have wall-to-wall carpet, take the time and get it steam cleaned. Um, That will be a huge selling point if people can look down and say, oh, it looks, it looks gorgeous. It almost looks brand new. Um, If you have hardwood floors um, and they're in rough shape, I would take the time and have them sanded down and restained. If that is not in your budget, the next step you could do is find area rugs and strategically place them in areas that are maybe rougher. And and so that when the buyer walks in, they don't necessarily see that right away. Um, Furniture. Furniture is another key. A lot of people like to take their furniture and push it all to the wall. They're like, oh, it makes my room look so much bigger. People will like that. It's actually the opposite. Take the furniture off the wall, bring it in closer, create a conversation area. Um, And when you're creating that conversation area, think about pairs, um, whether it be two sofas or a sofa and two chairs. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to create that warm, inviting area where people will feel like they can have their family and their guests come there and say, even though it's not their furniture, but they start to envision their life there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talked about the natural light coming in. 
you know, so you're taking down those heavy draperies. And on top of that, you need to now lighten up the walls. Um, and you really don't, this is not the time to go and choose bold colors. This is the time that you're going to use neutral colors on the wall. You want to find a color that will appeal to everyone. And right now that is grayish. You cannot go with gray, go wrong with grayish. It's got a warmth to it. Um, it really pairs well with a lot of different things. So you are pretty safe if you put grayish on the wall um, in, in different tones or whatever, and that will work um, and be a great selling point. Right. Fresh, clean walls, people love that. Right. Um, going into the uh, master bedroom, um, really, you know, take out your personal items, take down that wedding photo um, and keep it very neutral as well. So nice, clean, crisp linens on the bed, mm -hmm. simple pillows, um, but really just depersonal, keep it gender neutral and people will feel like they can then create their own home in that area as well. Right. <laughs> Another one that um, it's funny, most people forget about is their closet. Get it clean, <laughs> get it organized. <laughs> Buyers go into your closets. They want to see what space is there for them. So yeah. clean it, declutter it, store stuff away until you, you're, you move and everything, but you need to clean out those closets. So one all of those linens and photos that you're removing, don't shove them somewhere in the house. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. Like, so uh, going back to when we bought our last house, I can tell you right now that one of the biggest selling points for my husband is he walked into, because it was, we have a walk-in attic. He walked into the attic. It was completely organized. He could see everything everywhere. And he's like, yep, okay, I like this. Right. The attic, cleaned, organized, and able to get in. That was so, such a huge thing for him. It was mm -hmm. quite funny. <laughs> Me, it was different, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so another thing that we notice, and even as going in as an interior designer into homes, people have these rooms they don't know what to do with. So it becomes kind of, instead of like a junk drawer, a junk room where they're just throwing things in there, um, it's like another storeroom in its essence. Absolutely. Take it out. Yeah. Declutter it, get everything out and think of a way that the buyer could use it. Do you think they're going to need another bedroom? Do you think they maybe want a home office, which is really a huge thing with everything that we're going through right now right. and stage that room for that idea. Mm -hmm. So you're going to declutter and it doesn't have to be huge, expensive furniture when you're staging, just get some simple pieces in there that are in really good condition and stage it for, for the buyer to be able to see how that room can be used. Mm -hmm. um, a huge one. And this is um, where I'll, I'll leave off. Number 12 is um, get rid of those pet odors. If people walk in to a home and they smell pets even if like they are a pet owner or not, they, it just, it's a turnoff. So be aware of it. That's why steam cleaning your carpet is huge. Steam right. cleaning your furniture is huge. Like remove that odor. Make sure you're in the, during the selling time, make sure you're constantly cleaning and staying on top of that. Absolutely. Do you have any tips, Jennifer, for people who have children? You know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I, I think about my own, my own self. If I were selling my home, um, it would be hard to, cleanse it, so to speak, of all of my son's toys, his books, etc. So yes. how should, um, you know, someone who has children handle that? Yes. So the biggest thing that you need to do, and, and when we were selling our home, it was the same idea. Um, you edit, you, you're going to keep their toys to a limit. So you mm -hmm. sit down with them and say, okay, let's find your top 10, 15 toys. 
we're right. going to pull those out and we're going to keep those into a basket. And then you're going to look at books and look at the bookshelf and say, okay, we're going to edit and we're going to store these away until we get to our new home. And then we get to relook at them and make it into a big, huge, exciting thing. Um, you know, tell them that we're not getting rid of these things, but we need to just put them aside for right now. And then we get to go and look at them again. And you edit down so that you have a basket full of toys, which gives that lived in look because you don't want to totally eliminate it because it's a part of your life, but it's a part of possibly the buyer's life as well. And then, and then also have books because you still need to be able to read to your ch children. So you just need to edit it out, store it away until you get to your new home. Right. Understood. So that's an interesting point because I came into this conversation with a, with apparently the misconception that you need to make your home almost clinical, but that's not what you're going for. No, no, you, you, it's, it's a balance. So you need to make minimal, um, decor, like you, you that's where you, 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 um, depersonalize it. Mm -hmm. And, but you also have to have somewhat of a lived in clean lived in look because then people will feel like, Oh, this is homey. This is comfortable. I see myself here. Right, right. You mentioned, you know, the, the, the list you provided was excellent. If someone is really crunched for time and or money, and mm -hmm. so I hear something like paint your walls, and, and I, that would send me into an immediate panic, is something, if you don't do that, you know, how detrimental is it to only tick off maybe, you know, six to 10 of those items? Yes. So the biggest thing would be walls. And what if you walk through your house and you have some light colored walls already that are in decent shape, don't repaint them. Go right. to the places where you might, the rooms that you might have a bolder color that mm -hmm. might turn off a buyer and just paint that. And so you can condense instead of the whole house, mm -hmm. bring it down to the rooms that absolutely need it. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with, um, I mean, closets, you know, it doesn't cost money, but like floors, like, like I said, if you can't refinish your floor, right. find a, a, a cheap area rug, um, a machine made area rugs are really less expensive and you can really strategically place them. And if you go smaller scale, you can do a few of them, maybe using the same color scheme. And that is still an expensive way to take care of your floorings. Um, but if you do have wall to wall carpet, I can 100% tell you that is a place that you're going to want to invest and get those, those carpets steam cleaned. Okay, good. So obviously there's a little bit of a financial investment in, pre in preparing your home, but that's going to pay off in the long run. Correct by, you know, getting more interested buyers. What about in a time investment? If I'm planning to sell my home, how much time, you know, do you think I should have built into my plan to really get it prepared? So if you like, a, so it comes down to where trades are. So if you are actually going to be getting um, carpets steamed, cleaned, and you, let me back up, I'm sorry. So if you know that you're going to get ready to resell, Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take a quick little checklist, go through and say, okay, I know I need to take care of these carpets. Um, I know I need painting. And then the other stuff you can really do on your own, rearranging furniture, decluttering things. Those two things, the painting and the um, carpet cleaning, you're going to want to schedule ASAP because sometimes it could take four weeks to get onto somebody's schedule. Right. So basically the idea is you want to start prepping your home at least two months ahead of time so that you can get on any trade schedule that you need to get onto to get them into your home and get mm -hmm. it done. And then it also gives you time to get everything decluttered. That is one of the biggest mistakes that um, 
sellers make is that they jump into it and they, they list their home too quickly without taking some time to get their home prepped and ready. Right. What are some other, you know, you did, you just mentioned a big mistake and you've mentioned some things to not do. What other, you know, kind of common mistakes do you see people making as they are preparing their homes? Um, Another mistake that I notice is neglecting those simple home improvements, Mm -hmm. whether it be, um, you know, fixing a a light up a ceiling like that is just broken and no matter what, or a ceiling fan, like neglecting to fix that. Um, Or if you have sockets that are loose, you know, neglecting to do that. So simple, like just simple little home improvement things. People neglect them. We all do, including me. Um, Take the time and get that, that simple project complete. Mm-hmm. Um, another mistake is people feel like they need to do major renovations before they sell their home. You don't need to do that because again, you you want that seller, I mean, that buyer to come in and be like, okay, I want to make this my own. Right. Don't do renovations thinking that they, that's what they're going to want to do. So that that is a big mistake people make. Um, another mistake is uh, not removing um, or replacing dated decor. Mm. Uh, How many times have you looked at, you know, and this kind of goes to everybody listening, have you looked at like real estate photos when you're trying to maybe buy a home and you see a house of pictures of all this dated furniture, you're like, oh my God, no. You instantly judge that home based on what's in there. So get rid of that dated stuff Mm -hmm. and and put something a little cleaner, uh, even lined and people will respond to that. uh, hanging pictures high, too high or too low. And, and this again goes along with interior design. You know, we have a formula where, you know, you start at the ground and you go up to eye level and that should be the middle of your your picture, your artwork, your art gallery, whatever it, it, you mm-hmm. are creating in your home. Um, and, you know, we have a certain formula for above a sofa, like about no more than six inches. And we have a formula for above a console. So th- there's all of those issues that people don't necessarily know which is fine um but sometimes if it's too high it just it looks awkward and out Mm -hmm. of place um uh, another one mistake people make is they assume by cleaning their house that they've now staged it and staging and cleaning are two different things you you are preparing when you're staging you are preparing your home and you are eliminating items from your home to make it more enticing for that buyer. Mm -hmm. When you are cleaning it, you're just cleaning it and dusting and uh, mopping the floors. That is not staging. So there's a total difference. And people do get that um, confused at times. Um, I've already talked about a big mistake is pushing all of your furniture against the wall, bring it out off of the wall. But the other mistake when it comes to furniture is size. People are choosing sofas uh, that are just too large for their space um, because they want this big, huge, comfy sectional. But when you get it into your home, it really is too large and takes over the living room. And and when a buyer comes in, they want to see the space of the living room. They don't want to see the space of this sofa. So, you know, checking out your scale. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last one I would definitely say is forgetting and, you know, because this goes along with, you know, depersonalized, decluttering, forgetting that less is actually more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when people are, you know, um, trying to maybe switch out their furniture, update it, or you had mentioned, you know, switching a, a spare room to an office, things of that mm-hmm. nature. 
I mean, people don't have to go out and buy the highest end furniture for that, correct? Correct. They do not. They can actually just go to, um, you know, locally a rent-a-center or to errands and for a month while they're trying to sell it, just put some things in there in order to just stage it for that eye. And then when that month is done, have it removed. Right. Excellent. That's a, that's a good solution. I wouldn't have thought of that. Do you have any other tips to share um, on getting your home ready for buyers? Don't, my, my biggest tip would be, don't get overwhelmed by it. Just take it day by day and know that by taking these steps, that I, by thinking about it two months ahead of time, preparing, you know, getting on schedules of trades who need to clean certain parts of your home, that by doing that, everything else is going to fall into place for you. Excellent. Jennifer, you have shared some really valuable tips today. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I appreciate your time. If you want to learn more about Jennifer and her work, you can visit jenniferlyninteriors.com. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. We appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. And as always, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics, please feel free to email us at podcast at mhvfcu.com. And we will see you next time off the trail. 